I'm on my way to Monte Carlo. Not with Take That or even Gary Barlow. Needs a bit of work. Um, hiya, I'm on my way to Monaco, home of the rich, slash, to a degree, and they're not mutually exclusive, arsehole. Um, we'll find out tomorrow. So I've taken a stop in Savona, S-A-V-O-N-A, very Italian little town. I'm looking at one of those miniature fiats that in North America are always used, they're normally cut in half and stuck on the wall of a pizza shop. But here, they actually drive them. Let's be honest, not many of them. I should probably tell you why I'm here. Basically, I just can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> not in life, although sometimes it gets that way. Um, no, I just sort of had enough of being on a train. The good thing about these interrail passes is basically you can do whatever you want. You might have to pay a little seat reservation here of 5 or €10. Euro, but if you've got the pass, it doesn't really matter. So I got on a regional train, which stops quite a lot. Double-decker. Quite a nice train. Um, there was a teenage boy next to me who, like so many people of today, um, didn't understand that headphones were a thing. Quick public service information announcement on the back of that then. Um, headphones are a thing. Um, you can get them from the euro store, the dollar store, the pound shop. You can get them really, really cheap. Just pop them in. Pop them in. I know you think that I like your music but first of all I don't you're 13 how could I and secondly even if I did let's just say that you were playing I don't know the Prodigy back catalogue and a couple of b-sides I hadn't heard in a long time that really resonated with me let's just say that you were doing some weird Bowie stuff um, a peculiar drum and bass movement even if you were doing anything that I liked I'd fucking hate it through a tinny phone in fact, maybe you could email me. What is the Italian for, could you please, please put your fucking headphones in? Um, and don't make it polite. I want it dirty, okay? But do say please. There's no excuse for bad manners. Anyway, I'm in Savona. It's where the train stopped, and I could have got on another one, but I just couldn't be bothered, because uh, I've been on a train mostly for eight hours. I think that's enough for today. Most of it's been fun. That kid was a bit annoying, but generally speaking, it's pretty easy. There's a buffet car. The Austrian buffet cars, as previously mentioned in former podcast, are the best ever. I mean, there is, it's worth getting on an Austrian train just for that. But um, the Italian buffet car, the Italian restaurant car on the train is uh, just three vending machines. But you know what? I must say, they do with pretty good coffee. Right, this guy's getting really loud. As... Um, as I'm learning about Italy, people do speak as loud as in The Sopranos at all times. Um, not sure what that's about, but, you know, they're very passionate, the Mediterraneans. Us Brits are a bit more reserved. I've got to do a call. I, occasionally I teach Adobe software, so tonight I've got to teach Adobe software online, uh, which might be slightly challenging because I had a couple of wines on the train. But um, I'll sober up, have a bit of pasta, and I'm sure I'll be all over that. Uh, uh, by the way, if you're ever interested, not that I ever had any intention of making this an advert, but since we're talking about it, adobetrainingcourses.com, adobetrainingcourses.com.
um, if you want to learn Adobe software, I'll teach you. Right, so I'm going to this hotel. It's on the beachfront. I don't think this is a particularly um, visited town. It is one of the main towns in the Italian Riviera. It's in the middle of quite a touristy um, collection of beaches. Um, looking out the train window at the Italian Riviera today, I saw absolutely, literally hundreds actually, of beaches. It goes beach, tunnel, beach, tunnel, 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 beach, beach, tunnel, beach, tunnel, 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 beach, beach, tunnel, 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 tunnel. Oh, why doesn't my phone work? Tunnel, 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 beach, etc. So that's pretty much the train ride. Uh, but the beaches do look glorious. I'm I'm not really a beach guy, and I'm just doing a night here, so I'm happy to just spend a bit of time in a hotel teaching and perhaps having one last wine before bed in the morning i'm going to um monaco i didn't know anything about this town other than the fact that it was sort of one of the towns of the italian riviera anyway i just thought i'll chuck it through wikipedia see if anything came up savona wouldn't it be interesting if there was some sort of random reason um that i was here let me tell you something one of the last trips I did that was significant was to Colombia. There's a podcast from there, and I really enjoyed it. Colombia is called Colombia uh, because it is named after Christopher Columbus, just that guy that wandered about exploring stuff. I won't say discovering stuff because it turns out a lot of those lands were discovered, but exploring. Yeah, Christopher Columbus, uh, the Italian stallion with either a terrible home life or a real love of exploring, um, is from here. Yes, he is. He is from here. In fact, you can go and see um, his hut. I'm not sure if it's the hut he used to live in. Um, it's probably just some sort of dwelling that's been erected near where he used to live. But um, if you're a Columbus fan, guess what? He's from here. Yeah. Who knew? Uh, probably great historians, but not me. I love the fact that, and this keeps happening, and it happens everywhere in Europe. This message is particularly for North Americans. The thing is with Europe, don't plan anything, just sort of float about and you'll be amazed what you find anyway. It's a bit like a giant Glastonbury, you know? You might get drunk, walk off, forget who you're there supposed to see and find a Korean folk band that make you feel lovely inside. Europe's a bit like that in that you do come here for obviously the classics and whatever it is that you're into, but just take some time to wander about and see what happens because you'll almost definitely be more thrilled and surprised by those things if only for the fact philosophically speaking that you didn't expect anything so i'm going to go and check into my hotel do some work got to pay for this mad life somehow and um yeah greetings from the historic and uh, beautiful although not entirely remarkable town of Savona, Savona, I don't know which one. Anyway, I am, if you're interested, at the top of the boot on the left, nudging my way to Monte Carlo. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up reasonably early, uh, have a bit of breakfast, and then get myself to the land of the rich and, as a result of the wealth, beautiful. Or at least it's a partial result of the wealth. Have you noticed that rich people are a bit better looking than not rich people have you ever stopped to worry about how that trend might become out of control yeah just pop that on the worry pile with uh, AI and uh, Ukraine and 
whatever's going on in your life. Um, and then what I'd do is just push it off across a lake. Righto. It's a long way, my friends. A long, long way. <laughs> I got lost. I have the light like that, huh? Yeah, I don't go with much. Yeah. Simple life. One bag is enough. Where does the train stop? Does anybody know? I do. It's Monaco. Monaco, Monaco, I'm in Monaco, oh yeah, Monaco. Such an iconic name, isn't it? And such an iconic place for the riffraff like the us that will never afford to live here. It's still a place that we know about. Whereas the barrios of, I don't know, Rio, for example, they're all named, but no one knows their name even though their population is gigantic compared to this tiny little nation. So why do we all know it? Well, because, and I know it's a cliche, but it is true, it is the playground of the rich and the famous. And here I am on a Thursday afternoon, and um, I might be the first person to ever get lost in Monaco. It's actually quite an achievement if you can get lost here because it's about two square kilometres. So it doesn't say a lot about my sense of direction, but aha, I can see the water. Oh, I've got a lot to tell you about this place. A lot to tell you. I was a bit, um, how can I put this? I don't know. Down? Yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit down on this one. It's probably one of the places I least want to go in the world. Um, I'm sure it's a lot of people's bucket list. And as I'm walking past the, what is that, a Ferrari dealership. Yeah, I wasn't particularly keen on this one, which is a weird thing to say. I appreciate, first of all, that I'm an extraordinarily lucky person. And I, every day, embrace just how lucky I am. And how lucky I was to be born where I was, who I was. And, of course, I have worked quite hard in my life. Uh, you know we could get into a whole debate about free will here but let's keep it short and simple I didn't really want to come to Monaco because I knew it'd be sort of plastic fantastic showy all the things that I don't like about life um, but actually it feels quite nice so far I'm just walking past the building site where it sounds like the workers are Italian in that one not French Many years ago, I, was, I went for a run in Toronto and a fence blew down on me outside a building site. And uh, I got $10,000 for it because it cut my head open. So it was an out of court settlement. I was actually concussed. I couldn't go to work for a few days. I was in a right state, but they gave me 10 grand to shut me up because they should have secured their fences. And as I walk past the building site in Monaco, I really do wish they'd drop something on me because I can't help thinking I'd get more than 10 grand.
Ah, Monaco, Monaco, that's where I am. I feel a wonderful sense of achievement because I've just ticked off country 90, 90. I've been to 90 countries uh, on my quest to get to 100. Monaco, number 90, uh, is a peculiar animal because in some ways I feel a wonderful sense of achievement, but like most people that come through here, I also feel the very much opposite of that as I can uh, look at someone's 44-foot luxury yacht that's probably worth, I don't know, more than most hospitals and think that I haven't achieved much in life. It's a, it's a peculiar animal, isn't it? I'm at my happiest in some of the poorest places in the world. When I'm in countries like, I don't know, Senegal, for example, I feel at my most happy. And I never really, like all of us, spend a great deal of time to consider how lucky I am. Actually, that's not true. I have in recent years, very much so. But um, in my earlier years, I didn't. I was probably just a bit, oh, I deserve whatever I can get. But in actual fact, one of the beauties, I would say, of travel is not coming to countries like this, is coming to poor ones and consider, considering that juxtaposition of how wealthy and fortunate you are. Uh, this is one of the very much opposites, though. This is a country where, of course, you come through it and you feel like you haven't achieved much, financially at least. Uh, but let's never forget, before I talk to you about Monaco, let's never forget that all the studies suggest that when you're just above comfortable, just above your uh, average income for your country, you are happier. So it is true that money makes you happier, but that really is where it stops. Once you get more money than that, you do not get happier. In other words, if you are earning just above your national average in the country that you reside, um, it really won't make you any happier to earn any more than that. And the relationship between earning lots and lots and lots of money and happiness there's just no proof of it absolutely none at all uh, you do start doing things like comparing your yacht to everyone else's even though you think you wouldn't um, you know your 44 foot yacht is beautiful and here it is in Monaco you've done it but that bastard next to you's got a 48 foot one and his is gold god oh I'm so pathetic so be careful it can affect us all so with that sort of outlook my sort of slightly buddhist zen mode in gear let's talk about monaco right come on then monaco you rich fucking bastard let's have a look at you i just got off at uh, monaco monte carlo station made my way down to the bay it really is a bay monte carlo as far as i can see it's just one giant marina full of extremely rich boats um, of which all the apartments are built around some beautiful old ones but actually some brand new ones coming up uh, because there's always enough room for a few more billionaires, isn't there? So, what do we know about Monaco? Well, we know that it is a country, and it's a bloody small one. It is the second smallest country behind Vatican City, where I was the other day. And, uh, yeah, actually, compared to Vatican City, it feels quite big. <laughs> but it isn't. I didn't know that much about it. I suppose my thoughts were, I don't know, it's got casinos, it's got expensive watches. I know the Grand Prix comes through here, and I know it's all very James Bond. Um, which, by the way, it shouldn't be. Just a quick side note. You do know that James Bond is a civil servant, and if he was real, i.e. a spy working for MI5, he'd be on, I don't know, about £80,000 a year at most, which means um, I'm not sure how he really does afford his lavish lifestyle. We can only presume that James Bond is, in fact, a raving thief. So here we are in Monaco. I do know a lot more about it now I'm here. I can tell you that it's got an area of 0.76 square miles. That's less than two kilometres square. It is obscenely small. Um, it's got a population of 40,000 or thereabouts. 
Um, which means that these people really are wedged in. They're all living on top of each other. It's kind of funny when you look at it from an alien perspective that on this entire planet with so much beauty that everyone that's really rich would choose to wedge themselves on top of each other in this tiny, tiny little place. But there's a good reason for it. I think you know it already, but we'll talk about that in a minute. It's so small, in fact, that they've actually started building out into the sea. About 20% of this country is reclaimed from the sea. You want to make your country bigger, just keep pushing it out into the sea. Let's talk religion. Well, it's a Catholic country, or Catholicism is the official state religion. However, let's be honest, the real religion here is Wonga. Big cash. So Monaco's governed under a form of constitutional monarchy, right? The bloke that runs it is called, you couldn't make this up, and I'm from Britain, we already have enough stupid titles, but this is brilliant. His Serene Highness, the Prince. Hi, Serene Highness. Good God. Uh, the present Minister of the State is His Excellency Michael Roger. Michael Roger's appointed, I think, and then His Serene Highness, the Prince, is not appointed. You get it. Either way, I think they can both afford nice Rolex. As I look around, I can see uh, quite a few tourists, but obviously a lot of these people do live here. Um, can't, you can kind of tell which ones do, because they're in cars. <laughs> just, if you just take a moment to think about it, it's so fucking stupid. I don't know if they actually drive around Monaco. I presume they don't. I'm, I presume they're all coming back from Nice or whatever, but yeah. The streets seem to be like yacht workers and boat workers and uh, occasional you know, construction workers and tourists, of course. And then uh, the rich people are in their Lamborghinis driving around. I maybe that's what they do. I don't know. Anyway, there's loads of millionaires. There's one in three people in Monaco are a millionaire. One in three. See three people over there? One of them's a millionaire. That's how it works. Um, I don't actually quite understand why they aren't all millionaires. I thought you kind of had to be a millionaire to live here. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that. I do know it's got the highest GDP per capita in the world, second only to little Luxembourg. And why, why do the wealthy love it so much? Well, we had to talk about this. It's fairly obvious, but basically it's all about tax incentives. And, of course, the location and luxury uh, lifestyle. Also, it's got an incredible, incredible sense of security. I've just left, I never leave all my stuff in a cafe while I use the toilet, but I did just now, uh, because who's going to steal anything? They're going to be hunted down by the old gendarme, or whatever they're called here in Monaco, very soon. So, yeah, I've seen documentaries on Monaco, and, and I know that you can basically walk around the streets comfortably wearing a million dollar jewels and all the rest of it, because basically really the only place in the world that you can guaranteed chill out knowing fully well that the authorities have got your back and there's a lot of them like there's a lot of police here and there's an incredible technology like facial recognition technology and uh, there's also pretty big incentives not to steal things in case you're thinking of coming here and living life as a thief they really do throw the book at you i'm sure the prisons are quite nice or prison i believe um, i'm sure the prison is quite nice but uh, they do throw maximum penalties at pretty much everyone. They don't want crime here. It doesn't look good for business. When she, she, la, la, lovely is walking down the coast showing off her fantastic bling, she needs to feel safe. That's how this place works. It can't fall apart. It's Monaco 
let's keep it secure. So I suppose in many respects you could say that that's quite a good thing. Um, it's got more police per capita than anywhere in the world. In fact, you could argue it's possibly the safest place in the world. There's one policeman for every 73 residents uh, and the police force includes a specialist unit that operates patrol and surveillance boats. They're out there looking at me. I'm on the harbour now. They probably can't get a clear shot at me, though, because there's a lot of luxury yachts in the way as I look out on this beautiful sunny day. Not a cloud in the sky. Police are selected, actually, from the French police force, uh, but that's not good enough. They undergo another two years' intensive training to serve in Monaco. I don't know what they would do, if you know what I mean. I don't know what extra training they get. How to run after someone with a Rolex? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm probably simplifying it, but yeah, they're all jolly clever and um, don't come here to try and steal stuff because they're all over it. Residents here live longer than anywhere else in the world. Monaco has a high life expectancy, really high, 85.8 years, nearly 86 years old. The average age of residents is around 44. Uh, about 14% of the population is over 75. How are they doing it? How are they staying alive so long? Is it the Mediterranean food or is it the fact that with obscene wealth you can afford obscene health coverage? You discuss. Not for long, I think we all know the answer. Monaco is the most expensive residential market in the world. What a place here, it's gonna cost you. Imagine like downtown Manhattan, right? Which used to be the most expensive place in the world. Um, it's double that. It's double that, yeah. One million dollars US will buy you about 90 square feet here. If you are looking for an apartment just to rent one here, you'll need to prove that you have 500,000 euros in a Monaco bank account. So, yeah, you know, probably not. In uh, 2016, the Odeon Tower penthouse, that's uh, one of the big towers here. In fact, I think I'm looking at, oh yeah, Oh yeah, that'll be it. Um, imagine an apartment that's quite obnoxious, big, and has got the flag of a nation that you've probably never seen on top. That's what I'm looking at. It's quite nice looking, I suppose. But if you wanted the apartment on top, the penthouse apartment, um, in 2016 it sold for 330 million. Um, it features a gym, a cinema, a library, a sauna, a whiskey bar, a billiard room. Billiard tables are massive. Is there any need for that? You want to be playing billiards every fucking night to justify that. Um, but it's all spread over five floors. Five double ceiling floors as well, because, you know, you've got to have a high ceiling. Uh, London's One Hyde Park actually beat that recently. I don't know how much that cost, but more than that, more than 330 million. I mean, I don't know. It's just stupid money, isn't it? It doesn't even matter. How much money do you need to be a resident of Monaco? Well, minimum amount of money to apply to be a resident is half a million euros. Um, this will be held by a bank that is duly registered in Monaco uh, in the applicant's name. Once you're in, let's assume that you do get in. I think you're going to need more than half a million, by the way. But let's say you've got a couple of million. Once you're in, you'll pay no tax on your income. Uh, I'm just going to say that again because it is quite important and it is the reason that this place exists. Once you're a resident of Monaco and you're in the club, albeit quite difficult to get in, you will pay a zero tax. Yeah. The world's fucked, isn't it, really? I mean, it's just, try and justify that. Try and justify that. The House of Grimaldi 
has ruled over Monaco since 1297. Monaco's sovereignty was officially and permanently recognised by the French in uh, 1861. So actually, Monaco's quite a young country. Monaco is one of five European micro-states, the others being, and now I've been to all of them, yay, Andorra, where I went skiing many, many years ago, Liechtenstein, which I was in uh, about a week and a bit ago, Malta, which makes for quite a good holiday, and the Vatican City. So, what's the vibe like? It's a bit... I don't know, arsehole you see, and this is a personal opinion, you've had enough facts, let's give you a personal opinion. You see, the thing is with rich people, I don't mind them. I like them. I don't dislike them because they're rich. I like them as much as poor people. I don't dislike poor people because they're not rich. So, when it comes to rich people, I've got nothing against them. A lot of them are great. I've met some really, really rich people. Some of them, fantastic. Now, here comes the opinion. I think, and I might be wrong, but I'm fairly confident that this place is a different kind of rich person. I know rich people that would have enough money to apply to live here, and they wouldn't fucking dream of it. Because they don't care about bling. They don't care about the shallowness, the surface skin deep layer of showiness the showboating the pomp the ceremony the circumstance the bullshit let's be honest let's just call it like it is the bullshit that it is monaco it's fucking bullshit there you go you won't hear that on other podcasts but you'll hear it on this one all of this shit all of this wealth all of it of course it's unjustified that it's not distributed. Of course that it's not justified that they're not buying hospital wings in, I don't know, Eritrea. Of course it's fucked. But I'm not making that point. I'm making the point that the people that want to move here, by their very nature, are not the people that I want to hang out with. Are not the people that are making the world a better place. I am sure that there are a few people that fit through those gaps. But really, if you want to live here, if that's what you really, really desire to do, and you only want to spend your life with other disgustingly rich people in a disgustingly rich place, buying disgustingly rich things and showing off your disgustingly rich things, I think you're an arsehole. I would never aspire to live in a place like this. I never would, no matter how rich I made it. And I don't think it makes anyone any bigger, better or happier to live here live here just to avoid tax but then there's plenty of other places in the world you can do that i mean who who that's this rich even thinks about paying tax you can live where you want and not pay tax you just chuck it through panama or fucking luxembourg or do the double dutch sandwich or whatever they call it you know what i mean basically these people they don't pay tax they chose to live here because they don't want to pay tax but ironically they don't have to live here they could live anywhere but they choose this. They choose the bling. Russian oligarchs, American dot-com billionaires, British landowners. They're all here. So, hopefully, you learnt a few things. You learnt that this tiny country is less than two square kilometres. It has a population of about 40,000 people. Strictly speaking, they're Catholic, but the real religion... K. 
cashola baby. Monaco is served under a constitutional monarchy. It's not in the EU, by the way, as you'll find out when you get off the train and realise that you can't use your phone. But there you go. I'll go without a phone for a day. Uh, one in three people who lives in Monaco is a millionaire. There's um, 13,000 millionaires. Bonkers. Monaco has loads of police and they're pretty hard on it and they'll lock you up in a lovely prison um, but you really don't want to go there. Residents live longer than anywhere else in the world because they're bloody rich. Monaco is the most expensive residential market in the world because, you know, you get it. And how much money do you need to be a resident of Monaco? At least half a million to even apply. Probably a lot more than that. So, is it interesting? Yeah, of course it is. Is it beautiful? Not, not really. No. No. I would say that one of the things that's quite striking about it is how new it is. And, you know, I just got the train through northern Italy and into France and it's far more beautiful than this place. Um, the architecture here is mostly unimpressive. There are some really stunning old hotels and residences, but, but generally speaking, it's not that particularly beautiful. Um, I'm not sure how much it is to park your yacht here, but I think it's enough to make you consider going out for dinner and getting back a bit early. Do you know what I mean? You know, like when you go for dinner and you think, oh, the car might get a ticket. I'm not sure if we're still undercover. And then you think, mm, I better go back early. It's, it's starting to worry me. That's definitely how these people live. They pop out, they have a quick dinner, you know, bang down a lobster and then get back to the boat so they can go back out to sea because they don't want to pay for the parking. Is that how it goes? Is that, that's not how it goes, is it? No, 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 never mind. Now you might be wondering, how can a man like me, someone that um, teaches online and uh, owns a canvas print shop, possibly afford to stay here? I can't fucking afford to stay here, you're having a laugh. I'm gonna be getting the train back out of here later. All right, Monaco, country 90. I'm really glad I got here. I'm really glad I ticked it off. Would I wanna live here? No. Do I want the money of someone that does live here? Absolutely. Caveat, even though I know it won't make me happy. After two square kilometres, I can't believe how tired I am. Just walked around the harbour there and up to the casino. And um, a lot of traffic in Monaco. No need for it, of course. Everyone could just get a bus, but, you know, I don't think rich people get buses. Right, here's a realtor window. I think it says a lot about... Uh, an estate agent window when you notice that even before you've looked at how much a place is the window has a display of all the properties in a gold gilded frame right here's one now two bedrooms seven and a half million plus charges marble floors though so that's nice three bedroom only 2.79 million wow that one's cheap giving it away uh, two bedroom, two and a half million. Two bedroom, two and a half million. Uh, two bedroom, four million. That's what that one sold though, so shame. That one's actually got a little outdoor space of about 10 square feet, so that's nice. Uh, what's this one? This one's got parking. It's a studio. Oh my god, it's a studio flat. It's 1.8 million. Oh man. Right, I've got a guy with a fucking concrete drill and I've got every man and his dog driving up and down the road, but I can tell you, it's official. A studio flat is 1.8 million. A studio flat, 1.8 million. Bargain. Let's see how much room in the Novotel is. The Novotel is definitely the least classy hotel here. 
So, let's find out. Hello, bonjour. Do you have any rooms tomorrow night available? I'm not going to book it now, I just need a price and a rough idea. Have you got a lot of rooms free? No. Uh, we, are, we have 30 rooms free, but on the first category we have only one. Uh -huh. Then the rate is going to be highest for the garden sides or the uh, seaside. Okay, let's go for the low category one, the cheapest one. What's that? It's 490 euros without no. breakfast or 530 with breakfast included. Okay, cool. And then the one overlooking the sea? Overlooking the sea is 630 without breakfast or 670 breakfast included. That's amazing. Can I take a card? Or I'll just remember. Thanks a million. So the cheapest room with no sea view in the cheapest hotel is about 500 euro. Yeah, I'm going to the station now. Oh yes, I'm in Marseille. Oh, it's been a long day. I woke up in Italy. I had lunch in Monaco, and now I'm having dinner in Marseille, and that will do. I am going to fly down to Lisbon tomorrow because I've got some business to do down there. And it's 70 cents for a cup of coffee. Oh, I love Lisbon. Really looking forward to it. Uh, I bought two coffees today in Monaco. Uh, the first one was an espresso, the sort of standard little French number. And the second one was a longer Americano. First one was three euro. The Americano was five euro. Isn't it amazing that an Americano in Monaco is five euro and yet in Lisbon it's about one? That's that reason that sometimes I get a bit frustrated when I hear North Americans refer to Europe as one place, you know? Oh, everything's cheap in Europe. Well, fucking some parts of Europe it isn't, some parts of Europe it isn't. Ah, oh, the weather's good in Europe. Well, have you been to northern Norway this week? It's a big place, and it's my favourite place in the world, Europe, I have to say. I'm on 90 countries, and I'm going to leave it here in Marseille. I'm not going to continue podcasting, because really the whole exercise here is just to do, talk about little countries uh, that I've never been to, and Slovenia as well. Uh, five countries, that's what we've rattled through in the last five podcasts. So I do hope you've enjoyed it, and as the sun goes down in Marseille, there's people dancing in the street outside a bandstand, which is a bit weird. There's a, there's a nice bandstand in front of me. I, sh I assume they normally dance in the bandstand, but there's two homeless people sleeping right in the middle of it. And I'm wondering if there was some peculiar altercation between a group of Lindy Hop dancers and two French homeless men in, uh, earlier. I don't know, but either way, um, they're dancing down beneath the bandstand and they seem very happy. And what a beautiful way to finish the podcast. People literally dancing in the street. What a fine, fine glimmer 
of what European life can be. I really hope you've enjoyed these podcasts. Forgive me if I sound a little bit tired. I will sign off letting you know that despite the fact I'm tired, I am beautifully happy. And uh, it's been joyous doing this series of mini countries and Slovenia. And uh, if you've got any questions, do drop me an email. I'm not exactly a guidebook writer, but I'll, I'll do my best to help you if you're planning a trip or indeed if you just want to have a chat. Uh, coming up in future podcasts, I don't know, actually. I've got to do some work now, but who knows? I like to think that I'll be back on the road fairly soon. Certainly, I'll be getting to 91 this year. I just have absolutely no idea where it is. Guys, a lot going on. I've got a tram. I've got a guy with a stereo playing hip-hop. I've got 20 Lindy dancers and two homeless guys sleeping in a bandstand. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) And that distant smattering of applause is how I'll leave this podcast. See you soon. I'm Vinny. Ta-ta. This was mixed and produced in the UK by WeMakePodcasts.uk. Podcasts.uk.